Father, we love you. And we are, <clears throat> we are so thankful for this season and for what it's been. And we are, if, if it takes stripping away the life that we knew and the things that we had and the rhythms we were used to for us to be able to get a glimpse of heaven here on earth, then God, we're open to it. We're ready for it. So Father, will you join us in this time? Will you help us to look into your word and to receive from you what we can only get from you, this true abundant life that you have died to give us? We love you, God. We thank you for this, for this worship, for this, this season, and for what it's doing in us. Thank you. It is a gift. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, welcome back to Life Together. We have been talking about how we were made for this kind of thing, man. Like we, we have this longing in our soul as young people to spend time with other people, right? Like, and I know some of you introverts, you're like, no, nah, man, I can hang out by myself. Look, save it, dude, because you hang out by yourself too long and you get lonely and sad and, and don't try to convince me you don't because you do because science has proven it, because God made it that way. You're supposed to need people. Do you know that God made you that way? Because God is relational. God is father and son and spirit, and they all work together to accomplish heaven on earth. They're all in unison together to work to create the will of God. They're all relational. And so you were created and I was created with the need of doing life together. So that's what we're talking about. That's what we talked about the last couple of weeks. That's what we're talking about the next couple of weeks. Why in this weird season where, you know, maybe you're sick, right? Like maybe you have some sort of illness that prevents you from being able to get in large groups. Like why should you keep fighting to find FaceTime friends or like Zoom call friends or like meet with your group over you know, over coffee, like virtual coffee or something, you know, I don't know, like why should we keep fighting for this? Because we're trying to encourage each other that although it may be more difficult to do life together right now, that we have to keep trying because we were made for it. Everything good in my life, everything good in my life has come through the people of God that I've met in church, in Fuse, and just in my friend group. Like everything good in my life. My wife, I met because she was doing life together with friends, a mutual connection. My best friends I met by doing life together, like <clears throat> having this like common goal we were going after, like everything good comes from doing life together with people. But tonight I need to ask you a super serious question. Are you really self-conscious about your teeth? No, seriously, because I am. And I have like, I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I kind of have like, I kind of have crooked teeth. I should have gotten braces years ago and now I need to do it, but you know, they're expensive and now I got to pay for them. My parents aren't paying for them. So, you know, it's just tough, tough to think about. Am I going to do it? Am I not? When am I going to do it? But it's tough because since my teeth are kind of crooked, every time I eat something, I typically end up having food in my teeth and I don't think about it, right? Like I'm just eating and then going and hanging out. And then the inevitable happens. I'm having a conversation with somebody and I can see that weird look in their eye, man. You know, like they're locked in on something on my face and I get so self-conscious, I start to sweat, I'm freaking out. And the reality is like, I probably have food in my teeth and it's probably super embarrassing. Or let's just be honest, maybe some of you have really bad breath 
and nobody has loved you enough yet to let you know that you have bad breath. Maybe that's the case. Maybe you're prone to have boogers, you know? Like, I don't know, but I probably have all three at some point and it's really embarrassing. But the truth is anybody who tells me they're my friend, but won't tell me if I got something in my teeth, they are a liar, man. They don't love me. Anybody, if you're just walking around, like imagine you got to get up and give a presentation in class and you're sitting right beside your best friend and they don't tell you that you have a huge booger in your nose. Like, and then you get up and you do this presentation, you're already nervous because people are nervous about talking in front of people and then people are like kind of laughing at you in the back. You're like, why are you guys laughing? I'm doing a bad job. And you got this huge booger in your nose and your friend didn't tell you, right? Like you'd be so mad at your friend for not telling you that. I know that that's silly and I know that that's ridiculous, but <clears throat> boogers in the nose and food in your teeth and stains on your t-shirt and the little things that friends are supposed to tell you about the way that you look, is actually part of the reason why King Solomon writes in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17, this is the point, okay? He writes this, iron sharpens iron, right? So I know that it's, it's 2020 and we don't really, you know, we really haven't, have many like blacksmiths anymore who are out sharpening a bunch of swords and like fixing a bunch of like old medieval weaponry, but the reality is like iron, in order to have a sword, like it doesn't just exist in nature as like this sharp metal object, right? You know, like it's this, it's this, it's oxidized elements and ask your science teacher how metal exists, but then it has to be like shaped into what it is gonna be for the purpose it's intended for, right? So like a sword, right? It has to be, you've ever seen it, it has to be like pounded in and shaped so that it can be sharp so that it can accomplish its purpose. So Solomon knows this from way back in the day. Remember we talked a couple weeks ago, this is the guy who was like world renowned for his wisdom. He says, iron sharpens iron. So one man or one woman sharpens another. And he uses this illustration that you and I, we're kind of like iron, like this raw element that needs to be shaped and crafted into who we're supposed to be. And the people that are gonna help shape us and craft us are our friends. And it's kind of this rough, ugly process of like pounding it into shape and kind of sawing off the rough edges and, and kind of working it and fixing it into its form. But let's be honest, nobody likes tough love. Nobody loves it. I don't like it. Like I'll pretend like I like it because I'm a guy and I'm like trying to be strong and stuff. But like nobody likes being yelled at or nobody likes being called out. Nobody likes it, right? That's, that's the whole point. That's why G, one of Jesus's whole big messages was all about the truth, right? Like don't anchor yourself in, in, in falseness or in lies, but like, no, you gotta get on the truth because the truth, even though it hurts, it'll set you free and truth is so helpful. So God gives us the gift of friends to do life together to help sharpen us for our purpose. So honestly, how sharp are you right now? When's the last time you let somebody in your group, one of your friends, maybe your leader, maybe a parent, speak into your habits and your choices and your lifestyle, the decisions that you're making right now? 
because it's not supposed to be fun all the time. Like, yeah, going to the lake is fun and to the beach and hanging out with friends and getting coffee and getting ice cream, getting snow cones. Like, it's awesome, right? It's awesome. Until it's not because we're supposed to be sharpening each other. Girls, remember that time that you went to the gauntlet and like stuff was amazing and like you were on this like spiritual high and it was incredible and your group gets together and you decide like, look, we're not gonna date any losers this school year. Like we're gonna focus on our friendships. We're gonna focus on God. Like we're gonna, like this is gonna be the best year ever. And then like two months into school, that girl in your group, you know that she was Snapchatting that guy. And let's be honest, and I'm not saying anything. I'll just, I'll call it like it is. That guy was probably on the baseball team. Right, and I low, I low. There's lots of great baseball players that you watch this, but somehow, some way, that guy who the girl shouldn't be dating, he just always finds himself on the baseball team. I'm just saying, there's something about the baseball world. You know how hard it is to embrace the courage to sit down with that girl and say, hey, remember a couple of months ago when we talked about how you weren't going to throw your life away for this silly guy? Well, guess what, bud? That's what you're doing. Or guys, how about when, you know, your group goes camping together and they have this amazing time, this amazing experience, and you talk about those, those, those habits you have, those things you do that you don't wanna do, that you know what, we're gonna help hold each other accountable for. We're gonna challenge each other and push each other. We're gonna make sure you're spending more time in the Bible than you are just on your phone. And we're gonna really challenge each other. And everybody's all excited in the moment. And then you come back, you come back from the camping trip or from the beach or wherever you go and you're having this moment. And then all of a sudden, one of the guys in your group falls back into the same silly decision-making. Or he and his girlfriend start making bad decisions again, or he stops showing up to class or whatever the choice is. And all of a sudden you're forced with a decision. Am I gonna just kind of ride it out and just like, let things stay kind of happy. I don't really want to rock the boat. I don't want to lose him as my friend. I don't want her to pick another friend group. So am I just going to kind of be okay with it? Or am I going to step up, man? Because iron sharpens iron. And am I going to say in love what needs to be said? Am I going to question, what are your friendships built on? What is your relationship founded on? this fake idea that like, we've all just gotta be happy with each other all the time and nobody should ever rock the boat or is it built on, you know what? God made me and he made me for a reason and he put you in my life and he put me in your life. And so I'm gonna make sure that I'm doing my best to show you how much I love you by calling you out and questioning you when there's something in your life that you have told me you don't want it to be there. When I see you treat your parents this way. When I see what's on your phone and it's not above reproach, when I watch the things that you do and it doesn't line up with you telling me you're trying to follow Jesus, will you, will I step up to the plate and go, hey man, hey girl, something is wrong because iron sharpens iron. So here's an action step, all right? Here's a question for you. What we should be thinking about is whether or not there's something in your life or in your group's life or in one of your friend's lives that you need to ask them about, challenge them on, question them about. Not because you're trying to, to play gotcha, but because you love them and you value them and you want them to continue to grow 
and be successful and follow Jesus. But I don't just want you to hear that from me, okay? There's a group of dudes who I've known you guys for a long time. You maybe weren't necessarily in a fuse group together, but you met in high school and you've walked together for a long time, right? So now you're older and you're getting your jobs and you're getting married and you're doing all your fun stuff and that's really cool. But tell me about some times when your friendship didn't look that fun because it was iron, sharpening iron, you know? It's, hey, one of you's just wrong and somebody's gotta call them out. And how did that help you? And what has that done for your friendship now? Yeah, I mean, I can think of a time literally just several months ago with Jason. Um, obviously, a lot of you guys don't know me because we're looking at you through a camera right now. Um, but I sometimes when I get in an unhealthy place, I can tend to get a little harsh with my words or rude or sarcastic. Um, and I can think of a time several months ago where Jason had just been honestly getting on my nerves. And so I was being really rude to him, saying a lot of mean things and just honestly trying to tear him down so that I could feel bigger about myself. Um, and I remember I was sitting at home. It was late one night. Um, and I basically get like this book on my phone of a text message from Jason. Um, and it starts off, hey man, I'm really annoyed with you. And he proceeds to go through this long list of things that he'd seen over me over the past several weeks uh, that he was frustrated with me about. But he closed off the text message with, I love you. And the reason that I'm bringing these things up isn't because I'm, I'm mad at you or because I, I hate you or anything like this. Um, but he genuinely wanted me to get better. Um, and so that's one of the things I can immediately think of, of just like us together doing life, figuring out how to get better um, as followers of Jesus. So, yeah, um, just similar to you, there's been plenty of times where we've been in a setting where me and Garrett are completely different people in a lot of sense. Um, and so how I would act somewhere would not be necessarily how he would act somewhere. And so there have been multiple of, of times within our community and fellowship where he would see something in me where I've just, I, I think I'm just good, but again, I can't see the eyes from the behind my head. I can't see what's going on and, and his perspective is better than mine. And so there've been plenty of times where you have called me out and said, hey man, this ain't cutting it. Or I'm just like, that hurts me. Um, by the end of the day, once I go home, and evaluate that what that means and what that looks like. Um, I've, it's always produced fruit in me. And so, yeah, there's been plenty of times. I'm sure there's gonna be plenty of more. Yeah, and um, with me and Garrett, we're roommates. So we've been living together for about three years. And then me and Jason were actually in a fuse group in high school together. Um, and then me and Talon knew each other. Um, yeah, since high school and just had mutual friends. And one thing that can you guys can take practically back home with fuse groups um, is I think, I think it's incredible to spend time together with your fuse groups, right? Spending the time in the Word and, and going to fuse and going to church. But I think more importantly that is spending time outside of church settings with one another. Um, I think some of our best memories and where we were grown um, closer and deep in our friendship were whenever we were playing basketball together, playing spike ball, or we went to the beach for a day or whatever. We went and got coffee and just deepened our friendship because when our friendship uh, – with between us two deepens, I mean, we're naturally gonna know more about each other, know more about our relationship, and from there can hold each other accountable. So that's just one thing for us. Yeah, I know for me, it's probably been vulnerability. Um, I'm thinking about like a time with Hop, um, Jason, that, you know, there was just, a, it was a point in my life to wherever I had to be, become be vulnerable. Um, I had to be honest about where I was at personally. Um, and, and I know it was it was some stuff. It was a couple years ago. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, it was a couple years ago, and I, and I know there was some tension. Um, and I just remember I had to get to that point where I was vulnerable with myself, um, and then and, and I and I knew that um, 
what I said to Jason wasn't going to hinder our friendship because love was at love covered all of it. It held it all together. Um, but for me, it's vulnerability. I know that's how I've been. You know, iron's a sharp iron for me. Um, it's a tough spot whenever you got, got to be honest with yourself. Being like, hey, this is where I'm really at, and this is how I really feel. And then seeing God move through that way is really, really strong. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one other thing that <laughs> was also just, I think this, you could say, we all could agree with this. We could, we were always sharpened when it came to the Word of God I for agree our lives. But whenever we 100%. molded around 1, and got to each other and hung out with each other, we could always tell based on our, our behavior if we were with the Lord and the Word. And so whenever I would say something or be some kind of way that was not um, ethically right for me um, and what God has called me to do, you y'all would always raise me up and call me higher um, based on holding me accountable with the word. Um, and so I don't know if y'all shared that same thing. Yeah, that's great. And hey, you might be sitting in a coffee shop somewhere by yourself, or, or maybe you're in a den with your fuse group, um, or maybe you, you went out to eat with your fuse group, whatever it is and wherever you are. Um, we're about to put up some fuse group questions on the screen. Um, and what these questions are going to do is they're going to give you an opportunity to call somebody, to, to hop on Zoom with somebody, to look at the person you're sitting next to right now and to ask them some hard questions about yourself. Um, because I think Jason said it really well. It's like, I don't have eyes on the back of my head. And so I can't see when maybe I'm in sin or maybe I'm, I'm saying something that isn't correct with scripture or something like that. So um, what I challenge you to do is take these questions that are about to be on the screen um, and ask some folks that know you well, your fuse group, maybe your parents, your family, um, and see, hey, where, what are some areas of my life where I'm blind? Um, and that'll really, really benefit you greatly because it is always better to live life together. But thanks for tuning in for week three. I'm gonna pray for us um, and then y'all dive into these questions. So Father God, thank you so much for community. God, it really is a gift that you give your children. Um, not because... Um, anything other than the fact that you just love us so much and you want us to do life together. And so God, I'm so grateful that you've given me great brothers like Jason, Talon, and Donnie. Um, Lord, who I can, I can do life beside. God, who I can use to sharpen me to become a better follower of Jesus. And so I just pray for anybody watching this, Lord, this week. Um, God, that you would bring people into their life um, to spur them on. God, that you would use the fuse group that they're in uh, to help them grow closer to you, uh, to know your word better, um, and Lord, ultimately to be a better follower, follower of Jesus, to honor you and glorify you more. So Jesus, it's in your name we pray and we love you so much. Amen.